Story Kids is proudly in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Do you know what time it is? Yes, it's time for Story Kids. Welcome to Episode 7 of Season 3 of Story Kids, where we talk to young people about their original stories and bring them to life with amazing actors, music and sound. My name's Amelia, and today we have a story all about looking beyond appearances from nine-year-old Lila. Lila lives in Perth with her family and has quite the menagerie of animals at her place. There are cats, chickens, birds and a beloved dog. The main character in her story is Clara, who's desperate for a certain type of tiny puppy. Her parents get her a dog as a present, but it isn't quite what Clara had in mind. The always entertaining David Campbell provides not only the storytelling, but all of the dog sound effects in this charming tale. Hi, this is David Campbell. Get comfy. This is Lucky by Lila. For as long as Clara could remember, she wanted a tiny dog. She saw the celebrities with a chihuahua in their handbag or walking their minuscule toy poodles with glitzy hairstyles. She wanted her parents desperately to buy her a petite chihuahua. She begged and begged her parents to get her dream dog. On her 10th birthday, her parents disappeared. They said they would be back soon with an exciting surprise. (gasps) Clara could hardly wait. She heard the car pull into the driveway and then a high-pitched bark. (gasps) Clara was ecstatic. She immediately thought of names for her new dog. Mm, Tiny, Baby, (gasps) Teddy, maybe even Chip. Her parents gave her a large box. She opened it, and inside was a huge fluffy dog with multicoloured patchy fur and a lopsided ear. Clara was shocked. How could my parents get things so wrong? She's so sweet, isn't she? said her mother. She's a rescue. Clara was outraged. No, she is ugly. I wanted a small dog, a cute dog, not this shelter dog with a lopsided ear. She ignored the dog and opened her other presents, money, lollies, and some toys and games. Clara never bothered to name the puppy. Instead, she ate her dinner and cake and went to bed. The dog jumped up on her bed, its big, multicoloured face smiling as it tried to snuggle in. Go away, dog, said Clara. The dog jumped off the bed and curled up on the floor miserably. The dog woke her up in the morning, half an hour before her normal time, wanting to be fed. Clara said, No, go away. The dog looked sad and curled up in a ball in the corner. After lunch, the puppy wanted to go for a walk. Be quiet, dog. I need to focus on my book, said Clara. Later that week, 
Clara drove back from school and forgot to take her school laptop and phone from out of the car. In the middle of that night, a gang of burglars rolled up to her house in a shady white van. Clara and her family were asleep, but their dog was not. As the burglars approached the car sneakily, the dog barked and barked, waking up Clara and her parents. The dad ran downstairs and scared off the robbers. Clara was so grateful for her dog, she named her Lucky. She realised she'd been wrong about Lucky. From then on, Lucky and Clara always played and had a great time together. Clara learned to never judge anything by the way it looked. Lila and I had an early morning chat over Zoom about her ideas, why there are morals in stories, and about a certain podcast she may have listened to. Hi, I'm Lila and I'm nine years old. I was thinking of a story with a moral, because that's what lots of the stories were, and uh, my idea was never judge a book by its cover, and for the idea of that, people always get judged by the way they look, not how they act or what they actually are, so you have to really unfold the pages and see what who they are on the inside. And why do you think lots of stories have a moral in them? I think um, lots of stories, like Albert Einstein says, um, if you want your child to be really smart, read them um, fairy tales. If you want them to be really, really smart, read them a lot of fairy tales. And I think it's really good because it teaches you lots of life lessons. And even though it could be just magical about um, wanting too much, it can actually have a much deeper meaning than that. Absolutely. I agree totally. Did you hear the thing about Albert Einstein on my podcast? Maybe. (laughs) So you had this wonderful idea about a moral about not wanting to judge a book by its cover. So how did you end up then writing about a a dog? Well, I thought there are so many different examples of judging a book by its cover because if I did it with a human, people would just think it's for a human, but it's so, so different to that. It could be about a package. You might get a package and it looks super old and rusty, but inside is a million dollars. Absolutely. Like you never know. That's right. So are you saying that you chose an animal because then listeners would apply it to more situations? Yes, and just a human. Because I feel like people think wider when they're not just thinking about humans ourselves. If you uh, were going to put Clara's problem in the story into a sentence, how would you how would you set it out? All she wanted was a cute tiny dog, but she got a big dog that wasn't as cute or pretty. Yes. And Um, also I got the idea about the robber that broke into our car because the one day our lovely dog was at our grandma's house and someone actually broke into our car. We live in quite a safe neighbourhood, so that's a really big thing. And also there's no way they could have told that our car was locked. Wow. um, And do you think that if your dog had been there that, uh, she might have done a lot of barking and scared them off. She would have. She would have scared them off. Definitely. She she barks a lot at night. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you did a little bit um, of imagining, and you also took some elements from your life and things that have happened to you and put them in the story. Yeah, that's what I often do when I'm writing stories. Think of little details, not big details, but just little details I can add into that. So it just makes it a bit easier. Mm. Now, did you have 
an audience in mind when you wrote it? Did I have an audience when I wrote it? Well, I had an audience for kids our age, because lots of kids these days, they just want a lot of things, a lot more than they need. And also, um, do you have any more questions? Yes, I had. Uh, I wondered um, what books you like to read. What books? Oh, my favourite series is the Harry Potter series. And I also, uh, I really love um, uh, Ivy and Rose as well. I like that. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel when you're reading? Um, well, I like reading because it just takes you into another world. You could just be sitting at home feeling very bored and then you just go off into this other world. You could imagine yourself as your favourite character or you could try and think about your least favourite character's point of view. There are so many points of views to think about now everyone's feeling the situation. Absolutely. You mentioned that writing is, one, is your favourite subject at school. How do you feel when you're writing? I, I really like just the flowing feeling and getting it right. I um, We practice for NAP plan a lot at school. We're doing lots of writing for that and creative writing. Well, I'll just give you a subject. And we often do things called cold writes. They just give you a random subject. You just have to do it. And you like that? I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. I'd not heard that, um, that term before, cold write. I'm going to start using that. I really appreciate you talking to me so early in the morning. When mum said that you get up very early, we could make it because I'm in Melbourne, so I'm two hours ahead of you. So I really appreciate you getting up early and, and talking oh, to me. Oh, no. Well, I was actually up at 4.30 a.m. this morning like I usually am, so no big deal. I've been up for a while. Oh. It's 7.30 over here. We loved the way Lila managed to weave a whole story around the concept that you shouldn't judge by appearance. Have you ever tried to insert a moral into one of your stories? Have a think about an issue that's really important to you and see if you can build a story around it. Next week, we have some special content lined up for NADOC Week. Make sure you subscribe in your podcast app so you can catch all of the fun. Also, check out our website for information about the podcast as well as how to submit a story. Head on over to storykids.com.au to find out more. Story Kids was written and created by me, Amelia Christo and Verity Hunt-Ballard in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. Sound production and theme song are by Paul Rusk. Many thanks to the one and only David Campbell and to our impressive young author, Lila. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there are so many ways to be a Story Kid. Do you know?